Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. How you feeling today? I would love to, maybe if you trust me a bit bit at this introduction, is I want to get you out of your comfort zone and um, to go somewhere and intentionally for a reason. And like where people are, God's just in love with them. And where they're closer together, man, I I just think he he concentrates his love in in a unique way. And I think when we talk about Love the City today, what we'll see is hopefully this is a campaign that we didn't create, but heaven did. And it's not one that's a, it's not even a humanitarian effort. It's really a theological statement of who God is. And theological is just a word to help you understand the study of God, period. And God's not something to be known here. He's something to be experienced here. And love is an action. It's active. It pursues. It is belligerent, (laughs) It is, it, it'll even, it'll destruct darkness. It has no respecter of persons. And this love is only found in the love of Jesus. And I love that he first loved me to move into my neighborhood when he found me, when most weren't definitely recruiting me, I can tell you that. And God picked me when I was in the top row of the balcony, and then he sent us to love the city. And I remember seeing there was nine shootings in six days in the summer of 2014. And, and you could imagine online what people are saying, like, forget that place. And, 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 and something was stirring up in me where God said, okay, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Okay, I get it, I get it. Are you sure? Because we many times want to delay God. And, and, and debate him. And uh, it, it became a cry so deep in the heart that I, I started to realize to love the city is not even about rural or urban areas. It's to tolerate um, the city, what we most think about, but actually how God, when he says love the city, it's to, to go after people that feel alone, afraid, broken, forgotten about, marginalized, discounted, cheap, Thrills, the story's been written, they're, they're abandoned, outcast, you name it, where the wild things are. And that just happens to be concentrated more in the city. And so this story starts all the way in the garden, all the way back. Man, God created us. We're hanging out with him. It's good. And he says, go be fruitful, take dominion, dominate. And we think it's just this beautiful place. Well, yeah, with God. But when it d- dominate, it was going to be tough. There's land, terrain. And it wasn't in a way that it started to wrestle until sin entered the picture, okay? You with me still? Sin enters the picture, and now it becomes this begrudged one. But God's campaign never changed. Go be fruitful and dominate and multiply, create, do things. Go take over. And so now as we think, I think this is what happens. We see the city and we give Satan way too much credit. Look at what Satan's doing again. And so we drive in and through the city and what happens is we become separatists, only create with our own party, or we become extortionists where we we just go and take what's mine and I take it back home, or we become tribalists, like this own, like which is our own little tribe. 
But what God wants to do is he wants people to belong. He wants to, in Jeremiah um, chapter 29, you'll see here in verse 7, it says, but seek the welfare. I want you to see, this is a word we don't use a lot. We think of, uh, so someone gets welfare. So we, we see that and we, ah, welfare. Well, I hope, I hope, I hope you I just check this word out. So seek the welfare of the city, typo, where I have sent you into exile and I, and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Other translations say the word, but seek the peace of the city. And then the original word is this, shalom. And what that means is the whole being of somebody. The whole being of somebody. Not a church service, the whole being of somebody. That's where when Jesus says in the end, well, hey, when did you clothe me? Did you feed me? That's how these things think and talk. So I said I was going to ask you to do something. Um, I almost feel kind of bad about this, but I know it's going to be good. Would everybody move to the center and get close to somebody? <laughs> but now, if you have a health reason and you can't, I get it, okay? Um, and and, and, if, and if, you, if you just can't do that, I, for real, I understand. I know space is fun, but God wants to invade it today. He totally wants to invade your space. Yes, he wants to invade your space. I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. Uh, this shows we've earned some trust. Yeah, yeah, you, you've, got a, you've got a cast on. You're... you're, you're you're exempt. <laughs> You're exempt. Hallelujah. Okay, I love you guys. Yes, yes, thank you. Proximity. I know you don't know each other and it's unique. And... Okay. Hallelujah. Welcome. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, legit uncomfortable? Thank you. That's good. You are? That's good. Okay. Thank you. Hey, thank you. And so, yeah. Um, the reason I want to do this, because at the end of service, everyone got a squirt gun on the way in, and, and we're going to pray. We're going we're gonna to think of what God wants us to do. We're going to ask him, and we're going to dream about that, and... But I really want you to get a, just an image of how close God wants to get away to, close to people. Because if we don't think that God wants to get close to people, we're going to have a real rough time thinking he wants to get close to us and people. Yeah. And um, it's easy. I think the first step is when people say, well, God loves me. Yes. And then we get freedom. We're like, oh, we've been in this Forever Me series for it seems like 42 years, okay? <laughs> if you don't have identity now, like for real, you, I get it, Right? But here, Satan hates, he doesn't want you to know who you are. So we got we to gotta champion and call out each other's identity all the time. Remind, all the time. Or we'll forget, we'll be like the children of Israel, want to go back to Egypt because we'll be thinking um, uh, uh, that there was good things that happened. We'll forget all the wrong and all the bad. We'll, oh, I'll just go back to my life of sin. No, 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 you're a child of God set apart for God's purposes. And so get this with me. Jesus loves me. Yes, yes, this I know for the Bible tells me so. But actually, the Spirit of God is what makes it alive. The Pharisees, the Bible told them too. So the Spirit of God has made it alive for me, but if I really believe Jesus loves me, it's best displayed when I love other people. And so this is not a works message, please. You don't have to do anything. You don't. But this is a deep compelling from being loved by God so deeply 
that as he's trained and, and, and championed and, and challenged me, what has happened is when I spend time with him and rest in him, I mean really receive and abide, it's so hard to not want to love those that are first in front of me and then also those that are just forgotten about wherever I'm at, to bloom where I'm planted, okay? You get this? And so this plays out into Sparrow last week. So Kingston, uh, we, I had this cool idea. Rhett and Kendall took the older boys, Jerome and Justice, and they were having fun, nerf, nerf fights, and I'm getting these pictures, and I was like, oh, well, I have this opportunity. I have the twins, and I'm going to be dad of the year on a Saturday night at 10 at night. We're going to build a fort so to go to bed. So I get, I get the twins. I said, we're going to build a fort. And then we go upstairs, and we're getting ready. I go brush my teeth. They're on the bed in our room. Brush my teeth. I am a fast teeth brusher, anywhere from 20 to 52 seconds, and, and I'm effective. And so this is happening fast, and I hear the scream that we all don't want to hear as parents. It's the one that you hear the, and then you just, you know, the, the delay one. And so I know, so I get out in the hallway, and it's the deep, dark red blood. And I was like, oh. So I text my buddy. Uh, his wife is in the ER at Sparrow. She's like, yeah, there's going to need a couple sutures, which I guess is code for stitches. Uh, okay, sutures, whatever. It's like, come on. And uh, so I need a couple stitches. And you could go either way. It's the boy. Take them. And well, me and Crystal, we had a powwow, and we decided to take them. So we were, I was there till about 2 in the morning. And I remember being in those settings in other seasons and not being mature enough and, and complaining the whole time. I felt like God was just like, enjoy the time with your son. So we just turned the place into a party. We started cleaning the place, started hanging out, and everyone fell in love with him. Uh, they were just obsessed with Kingston. He's a little delusional at this point because it's later in the time. I'm holding him open. He gets the stitches. We're, we're walking out of that place about 1.30. He's got his Slurpee and stuff. And, and, and this lady comes in to make sure you're going to be able to pay, right? So they come in real strategically. He's like, insurance card, this, that, is this information. How are you going to pay? Do you need a parking pass? She's, run, she's running through it. And then she says this. City life, what's that? Oh, yes. And I knew I only had a second, though. So where'd I have to go? I had to go to where I think could, could, would hurt for her. And so I said the word church. And she goes, instantly. I mean, it was so quick. Because other times, if I know I got a longer conversation, I'm not using that word. And I said church, and it was just like, the bone hurt. And she goes, ah. I'm not even kidding you. Like, this is maybe late for her or whatever. And I go, oh, you don't like church, huh? And she goes, oh, I'm not into religion at all. I said, oh, that's cool, because me neither. <laughs> By the way she defines it, I'm sure. I'm sure. And so what I say is, I, you know what's weird is religious leaders killed Jesus. Have you thought about that? And she stops, and she goes, hmm, no, I didn't. And I said, man, city life is just real raw people. I'll be there tomorrow morning. I'd love to have you. She rolls out her cart, and she looks at me, and she goes, city life, huh? I'll consider that. And I'm telling you, in that moment, it spoke to my soul because tact matters, strategy matters, what we say matters, how we love matters, and that's what Love the City is all about, that God first loved us. In fact, the word became flesh and moved into our neighborhood, and what you see in Jeremiah is this, a bunch of people that were taken captive in a city they didn't want to be, and God tells them, you seek that place because I've given you identity. And when you go in that place, you preserve a region that no one else can. 
You have light that no one else has. You have salt that no one else has. You are a movement. Don't stop. Don't try to separate. Go engage. Activate. Be involved. You will love people. They will come. Be their friends. And he wasn't just go find people that look like you, think like you. No, he was saying all races, all faces, you belong here. Go seek the advancement of their well-being, their shalom. And then in that, you'll find your own, because why? You're not looking for validation. I've given it to you. So now, this is how we have power. We're really unstoppable. We really are. We are unstoppable. There is no place that we're afraid of. And, and, and the enemy has some public display things in this city that he just loves. He loves these little dens. He loves where he can get people to gamble, spend their money, get drunk. He loves a fight at night. And he loves those things. And what he's found, he's created these temples where um, he knows we're not going. <laughs> so there's no threat. There's really no threat. We have, to be, we have to be belligerent almost. We have to come in and we're here with love. We're in the name of Jesus. And so this is really um, a life's message. This is a DNA message. This is a church heartbeat message. This is love the city. This isn't something we put on a shirt. This is what we believe, that God is love, and he first loved us. And we, when we say city, we mean the development of how he's doing things, from business to people to where people are coming to gather proximity. In 20 years, over 80% of the population will live in major urban centers. So we can either be active of what God's doing or just wait, and then our generation comes, and we eventually die out. Because here, get this, the church starts as a movement. We all do. We're in. It eventually becomes a monument. Here's a time where we remember God did something great. And then it becomes a museum that we walk around in. Oh, man, look at this. Yeah, the history. Take pictures. Oh. And I'm not minimizing the importance of a museum or a monument, okay? But what I am saying, we're not even minimizing the importance of remembering and resting and celebrating and, and stopping and pausing. But what I am saying is that we're a forward movement for real. And God is forward in love. He's always, we're saying, come Lord Jesus. This is the call of all believers because we want more people to come back home. In fact, we learn that God hasn't come back yet because he wants more kids to experience the goodness of his kingdom forever. And so there is this kind of tension, like, God, come back, but don't come back because one person's going to be taken from the field, and one's not, and, and, and one, one will be in the celebration, and one won't. Some will have the oil in their lamp, and they'll be ready and prepared, and the others will try to buy at the last second because they'll recognize he's real. And they'll bow just out of straight authority because they have to. We will all bow, okay? We will bow willingly to his love that he's always pursuing us. And so what I think is a lot of people have said no, not to Jesus. They've just said no to how they've experienced us. <laughs> just us. And, and, and we don't have to be perfect, but if we walk with that humility, we walk with that, um, that level of vulnerability, I think something good can happen. I really do. And so today I want to give just maybe you know, six tips of, of how we challenge and where we go at the end of service today. How do we love people and, and give you an idea. Um, good things happen in the hospital too. You can get an image here. Uh, I know there's a lot of bad things, but look at, just look at Kingston. This is us swagging out when we leave. Okay, this is us. Yeah, we're out of here with those two sutures. We got the two sutures. <laughs> you thought I was taking a picture? Yeah, Kingy Bear. Uh, they knew how to do it right. They gave him the, the blue slushy. He was up the whole ride home. Dad, I'm to 
Mom, can I have some? You want them to have some? Yeah, I do Oh, man. Perspective is everything. And I'm grateful that God, <laughs> you know, he, he, he's just so patient with me. When you see this brochure, you think truck, you think week. Okay, cool. And we see the dollar campaign, and we love in the city one life at a time. This is our mission statement. And, um, and mission statement, <laughs> dude, uh, okay, can I just confess? I hate the term mission statement and vision statement and stuff. Um, because if you can't feel this, then we failed. I don't put this on the wall. <laughs> Let me tell you our mission. You know, no, that is important for sure. Are you kidding me? Yes, the definition, this is a mission statement. But it's real for us. I mean, really real. We care about the one deeply. Why? Because God does. One's not a big number unless it's yours. One life at a time. Speaks to the urgency. We're only given so much time. Life is short. Eternity isn't. Let's raise up our expectation. Sorry, I don't want to like drop the mic thing, but I want to jump right now. I mean, I'm serious. I feel like a vertical. I've dunked in dreams. I've never dunked in life. I did touch where the net is held by the rim one time. Mason Okemos game, pregame. The adrenaline was going crazy. It was the last game in the old gym. It was packed. The news was there. I got, they, they put me in the second quarter. I never played the whole season. I don't even know why they put me in. I was two for two. They put me in the newspaper. It was amazing. And I felt that, felt that game. And, he, and Coach Kalchek, he has a deep voice. If you ever knew him, he was like, barely, barely. And he's looking down at me. I'm like, what? What do you want? I mean, I never play. He was like, get in the game. This is the biggest game of the year. He put me in. I was two for two. It was awesome. But um, yeah, here's where we're going. If not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Is that just a question for me? Or does God want us to love wherever we're at? He's not probably asking us to do everything. He's probably just asking us to do one thing and do it really well. And, and, and as he loves us, I just want to rip through all of the hurt today. Just, oh, I can just feel it. Just hurt, hurt. Oh, pain, shame. This person let me down. Yeah, amen, amen. Jesus doesn't, though. He's forgiven, so we forgive. He loves, so we love. So we dust ourselves back up and we get up again and we say, okay, here I am. I got my ball. I'm ready to play. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to engage. I was sitting in a Hillsong service in New York. This is known as a move of God. Hillsong, just the churches in general, people know about it. I'm in the back row. Listen to Carl Lentz speak. And I'll be honest, I'm a little skeptical because I've heard about the whole celebrity thing. And he's not, you know, I, I, I'm embarrassed to even admit this, but I have a point. Um, it, I'm, I'm kind of, ju- I'm not, I'm judging. It's like, okay, like, well, he's got the leather jacket on. Are they, are they going to preach the gospel today? I heard they don't say Jesus. I mean, this kind of junk is in my head. And uh, they, they sing the Lord's Prayer, and they sing, they sing some scripture part. I don't know if Rob remembers that, if he's here, but there was, they were singing some creed. I said, oh, okay, I need to humble myself here for a little bit. Because we don't sing creed where I'm at. They're singing creed on the day I'm there. So maybe it's just once. And then he comes out, he rips it out the park, and he talks about this basketball court called Rucker Park. And if you're familiar with that in New York, I know, Todd, you know about that one. I always wanted to go. I always wanted to play there. Oh, it was my dream. Rucker Park. I could play there. I could play anywhere. If you can make it to Rucker Park, you can make it anywhere. And it was just that dream. This is before the internet. And so my worldview is limited to the streets of Mason. And if I'm the best on our block, I'm the best in the world. Okay, so this is pre-internet. And so here I am thinking about Rucker Park. And he starts saying something that fascinated me. He said, the church had a team in the men's league at Rucker Park. But it was the first time a church had a team ever in the league. I paused. So Rucker Park's been there forever. 
The league's been going on forever. The church has been around forever. But Hillsong's just the first to go and play ball there. What changed? Rucker Park? The league? Nah, the church. It was there the whole time. And God told me, he's like, look at Eastern. Look at Old Town. I remember working in Old Town. Everyone said it was just, you know, the armpit of the city. It's done. I mean, and then people start developing it. Yeah. And I heard, and I've heard these stories that churches didn't plant there because they didn't know how they were going to fund it. And I can't help but think that, you know who's been seeking the welfare of the city is the enemy. He loves, he loves developing. He don't care. He don't, he don't think, how am I going to fund it? He's just like, yeah, let's do this. And so you'll see shops and businesses all across. It doesn't mean Old Town's bad. I'm just saying the, the, the people that were there um, get pushed out and different things and, and all that takes place. And as the church, we're, we're not waiting for just a business plan. There's strategy. Are you kidding me? Of course, count the cost. But let's not think if someone needs water, if we're going to give them water or not, or if they need love. And do, last I checked, when people die, they're dead forever, and we have the good news. We carry the good news. So here I am in the back row at Hillsong, and I start weeping like a baby. And I say, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. And only I knew what that meant because to most people, we were cutting edge. We're rappers. We go to play. We, people had wrote introductions in their book about us. They said, these guys go to bars, they go to clubs, they go to prisons. And that was all true. But we didn't go as low, God, as low as God wanted us to go. And so those nine shootings in six days in the prostitution ring that was busted on Kalamazoo that summer was right where I drove every single day, right in our city, right where my wife, I met her at. It was right there. It was as if God was saying, man, plant the flag here. And, and people from the whole 517, we can, we can rally together for this mission. And I said, God, I'm sorry, we're going low. And that's where Rob G, he volunteered as the baseball coach for uh, Eastern. We started tutoring the basketball team, and we just put in the flag. We said, we're not going to travel to all these cities and do all these concerts anymore with our Jerusalem in our own backyard looking like this. We can't have graduation rates rivaling Detroit when I'm, we're out sharing the gospel everywhere, and in our backyard it looks like this. And I really felt like God wasn't asking anything from the government. I really feel like he was asking first me and then us and then the church like in this whole city. I really believe that. I believe it was just a reflection of are we present? And it doesn't mean we're always looking, so you gotta hear this, disclaimer. It doesn't mean we'll always get results, but we can't drive by and point at why is something failing if we're not present. So Love the City Week is just a more um, uh, outrageous way to jump into settings and reposition Jesus for people that think, I don't want anything to do with church. Church, church, cool. Because by your definition, I for sure don't too. I for sure, by my definition, I, I, I give my life with the church. I'm in. I'm like so in. Cool? Touch your neighbor and say, man, I love, I'm so glad I sit by you today. <laughs> Amen. Hey, next week, next week, this is the new trend. Oh, you, you guys didn't get the memo, huh? You guys didn't get the memo? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, okay, we're going we're gonna to close here. Um, I want to give you some things, and we're going um, to have an opportunity to really just ask God how he wants us to be involved. And I want to tell you what your team leaders did here in this church. We had 40 of us in a room last week, and we prayed, and we did the same thing we're about to do here. But number one, everyone is God's. If you don't believe this, we're going to have a really rough time. We've never looked into the eyes of someone who doesn't matter to Jesus. Genesis 1, right out the gate, God created man in his own image, period. Like, this is, 
So this has to be fundamental of how you even reconcile other scriptures. Because what we do is we say, well, God doesn't like sinners. Okay, he doesn't like the sin, but he for sure wants to redeem the person. And we can't have a family discussion internally and think it's a public discussion. The, the, the public discussion is, hey, everybody, God made you. <laughs> Jesus died for your sins. But then we don't always have to, you know, we, we get more intimate. We say, hey, I'll, I'll, I don't know if God, like, let's look at him in the scripture. I'm not sure he wants you to live like that. You go home and think about it. I'll, be, I'll follow you up with you next week. We can't say, if you're living in sin, like you're going to hell. Like, that's, not a, it's just, that's not God's kindness that leads people to repentance. And so don't take this up with me. Take this up with God. So everyone is God's. Number two, tact matters. It really does matter how we love people. It does. In Colossians 4, it says, use your heads as you live and work among outsiders, the message puts it. Don't miss a trick. Make the most of every opportunity. Be gracious in your speech. The goal right there in the ESV, it says, let your speech be seasoned with salt. Outside of Noah, I like salt on my food, and so amen. The goal is to bring out the best in others in a conversation, not put them down, not cut them out. Tact matters. You notice how Jesus told stories? I know, I know. Jesus wasn't religious enough, right? Did Jesus, and I'm just going to be a little bit bold and a little bit harsh on this. Did Jesus know the Bible more than me and you? <laughs> yes. Okay. And I know we love Bible studies, but by all means, he, he, was, he was trying to get close to people. He was trying to have uh, conversations at the well with the woman. That was where he was really trying to get. So theology is very, very important, but, but the activity of it is, 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 is fully equal. Number three, uh, love is more powerful than hate. This is what we believe. So God used love, not hate, to destroy evil. God is love. First John teaches us. And number four, we can't be silent. Don't be stingy. It's too, it's too good to be stingy. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. What class do they take? I don't know. Um, they should probably take classes sometimes, for sure. You guys get where I'm going with all this, right? I hope. And, and number five, uh, good works, you know what they do? They create goodwill and they can lead to good news. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Sometimes people will ask us where we stand on certain issues and I say, man, that, that's not fair to you or me. I, this is limited to a Facebook message. It seems so shallow. I don't know your story. You don't know mine. I don't know all the factors. Um, but, um, but what I will do is meet you at the park, and we can clean the park together, and then we can conversate from there, because what we found is relationship gives you a stronger voice than just saying what the rule or the guideline is. And this is what, and I, I commend Lansing Police Force in this area. What they're doing is they're trying to create relationships. They're throwing block parties. It's really neat, because they recognize that people just know them as just authority. It's not going to be, not going to be good, Right? You're watching the news. And then number six, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? This is a deep question to ponder on one squirt gun at a time. This is where we're at, Isaiah 6. And I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. 
This is the personal type prayers that I, I, I don't put my conviction on anybody, but I do tell you this. I've had moments when it's just me in a room and then it's just our family in a room where we've said these type of things. God, okay, it's a dangerous prayer, but be in front row in the will of God is be better than the safest place in the universe. Even if you were in a war zone. So, uh, okay. We're going to watch a video here in a minute. We're going to ask God in, in prayer what he would want us to do. And I want to tell you what has been done so far. So right now we've had, we have $17,000 that has uh, been received for the Love the City truck and campaign. And last week we had a team lead meeting and team leads are the people who lead the dream team. Dream team being members and those that serve. We, we, up to this point, had never had a pledge amount in that room of over $10,000. And even then, that was the ceiling. So I came with a fair expectation. I wasn't sure. I got to teach on the, the going all in and, and generosity at the mixed church plant, which is starting on September 16th that morning. And then that night, I show up at the team lead meeting, and we, we have a moment. We pray. We, we get close. We, we ask God, well, what are you saying? What are you doing? How are we thinking? And, and in that room a pledge total came in for 20,000 and change or whatever the number fully was. And I remember uh, Marissa sent me the text and I said, 20,000. I said, oh, okay. So she added, we have 16 in. Uh, so about four grand came in for the pledge. I said, oh, that's so grateful, generous. It's about you know, 40 people in here. It's about 100, you know, average. And some people could do more and some people could do less. I get it. And so, so I said, hey, Marissa, but I need the number of just the pledge tonight. And she goes, no, no, that is the number for the pledge tonight. And I'm not kidding you. I lean in again. I go, I need the number <laughs> of the pledge tonight. And she goes, that's the, and this is what she said. It was so cool. She goes, that's the number you go say on the microphone. And I was like, good, simple, right? Because, you know, math and how people do that and, and how people get to equations, that can be subjective. And so I get on the mic. And I'm telling you, we all just started to cry. It was so powerful. You could feel heaven. That $20,000 came in. And, uh, and so we defined the pledges in the next four weeks. By September 16th, we're looking to get that capital in. And with pledges, they can be, they, they can be what they are. But here's the point. I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked them. Don't, don't, don't listen to me. Just ask God what he wants you to do. We all have a piece here of what God wants us to do. That's it. Check out this story as we get prepared to just really ask God. What's up, world? Jerome here from City Life Lansing, and it's time to get a Love the City truck, and this is what we're gonna need you to play a part in. Our why is simply stated with one squirt gun story. We're looking to raise $35,000 for this squirt gun. Let me explain. Before we even launched City Life, we did a huge hangout here, and we invited friends and family and people from the neighborhood and we had barbacoa tacos. And who doesn't like barbacoa tacos, right? Even the Eastern principal came, stopped by, and there was one neighbor across the street who said that no one's invited him to this park and he's lived across the street for 20 years. We're having a great time. We have um, hula hoops and we got football and we got these squirt guns. These kids are playing and they're having a great time and we're getting ready to wrap up. My boys come up to me and say, we can't find our squirt guns, Dad. I think those kids took them, they had them last. I said, no, and then we're getting ready to wrap up. So I, okay, I gotta go over and talk to these kids. So I say, you guys know where my boys' squirt guns are? They look at me, no, no, we don't know. I said, cool, cool, cool. 
So we decide to take all the squirt guns we have, the hula hoops, football and everything, we give it to those kids and we say, you guys have a great day. And here's where the miracle took place. 10 minutes later, kid rides up on his bike and he's got squirt guns in his hand. He looks at me, he's got this look of shame and guilt on his face and I'm telling you, it really impacted me. Because he looks at me in the eyes and says, I'm sorry, my brother took these squirt guns, we wanna give them back. Now what could have happened in that moment is this, punishment, shame, and you shouldn't have done that, but what could, could switch to what should happen, which is with love and grace, and call out the greatness that's in him. I looked at him, I said, I'm proud of you for coming back and telling me the truth. Next time, just ask. He looked at me, got excited, and he asked me a question that still resonates with me today. He said, when will you be back? Now, we wanna answer that question with the Love the City truck. When will we be back? It's time to get a truck, y'all. You know when people see the ice cream truck, they get excited? I'm talking about a Love the City truck that could bring good news to let people know that they're loved, belong, and have purpose. We don't see the inner city as an afterthought. We see it filled with greatness and potential, and we wanna take love and bring good news right where life exists. And so we're gonna outfit this truck with speakers, sound system, a stage, allowing us to basically hold an event where we can give more tacos and have more squirt gun parties at any given time. We're gonna pick one neighborhood, one park, and we're going to have a constant rhythm and then grow from there. We need $35,000 to do this and then $1,000 a month to outfit it. And we don't want you to just give, we also want you to volunteer. So come on, support this mission so we can answer his question. When will you be back? Now. And we won't stop until Jesus makes all things new. Let's love the city one life at a time. Or should I say, one squirt gun at a time. Thank you, God. Uh, the Love the City Week will be neat. There's three um, hours that you can be committed to. Is You have the 8 a.m. block. There's an hour of power to serve there. The noon... Um, and then the 6 p.m., and that's Monday through Friday. All rallying will be going on here. Um, thank you. That's awesome. Come on, that's clutch. I love it. As we, we, we talked about that in staff, and I said, I said, well, someone's going to squirt somebody. I said, man, let's let it happen. So it's really neat that that happened to me. Thank you. <laughs> and, then, uh, um, and then we'll have the block party, and then Sunday we'll do the big party here. And, yeah, it's a time to just pretty much brag on God, it feels like. And, um, okay, yeah. I don't want this to really be polished. I want this to just be precise what Holy Spirit's asking you. And, and we're going we're gonna to ask as children of God what God's saying to us. And the giving team's going to come up front. And, and, and for the next four weeks, we'll be taking in dollars. Obviously, we have tithing still. But you have the Love the City initiative that you can be a part of financially to invest in what I would love to challenge you with is maybe not just an amount today, but what is the whole amount by September 16th? What is, and you could maybe write that down in the comments on your connect card if you wanted to commit to a pledge because you felt the Holy Spirit saying yes. Something happens when you say yes. I know we can be indifferent and you can hide because even in those chairs, even though you're close to somebody, you can still hide. You might have a mask on. You might feel alone. You're going to go back in your car, but we don't want anybody to feel alone. So be free. We've been talking even as a worship team. I was sitting with Ronald this week, and, and he said, oh, I just can't wait till, you know, just to see a little bit people at City Life just a little bit more free, you know? And I would say we're above average free. But I, what about next year? 
we're going to put a huge emphasis on this. Uh, Dennis Preston drew this picture. I don't know if you saw this, but um, when he was here, and it was, it's this heart in the city, and he didn't know anything about us, so he, he's a really cool, eccentric guy. If you've been to Big B, he draws on the napkins, and so he drew, he just, by the service, we had this broken instrument series, and artists are drawn, and, uh, and he drew a heart right in the middle of the city. And I want you to see the, the prophetic nuances because I believe this isn't an idea for us. I believe we're anointed to do this. There's a difference. I believe God has put his spirit in us specifically that with us together, we're a movement, not a monument, and we're not a museum. So we're gonna continue to take risks. We're gonna continue to rest. We're gonna continue to abide. But notice this, the heart's in the center where the neighborhood is at here, and then you have the city where the businesses are there, and this is what God told us. Go after the ones nobody wants in the homes. God will give you the ones everybody wants where the mayors and stuff. And Proverbs 22.2, where the rich and poor meet together, the Lord's the maker of them all. I think Ryan said it best at a team lead meeting. Everyone fits in at City Life because nobody does. We all are giving up something to be a part of the kingdom and we love it. And so we're excited about it. We're okay that we're misfits and we sit by somebody that doesn't look like us, come from the same background, you name it. That's okay, we enjoy that and we're intentional about that. And this is the heartbeat and I think it's God's hand. Look at it. I don't think it's anything about this is coincidence. God's hand saying, look, look, and hearts that were dark are becoming light and bright, but God's hand is saying, just love. Let it be love. Let it be love. Let it be love. Like, do it with love. Do it with love. Do it with love. I think that's what he's saying. He's just like, yeah, keep going, you know? And so there's favor on this. There's power on this. Luke 6, 38, I just sent this to the team, so this was straight from my phone. It says, don't pick, oh, I, I thought I wanted you to just put it from my phone. It would just be super, like, ghetto version. Just, <laughs> don't pick on people and jump on their failures and criticisms, their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn them, those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find a life a lot easier. Give away your life, and you'll find life given back given back with bonus and blessing. This is where the shaken down, pressed down, give in the same measure. Check this out. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. Notice this passage does not talk about money, but really a mere life. It says don't judge. Same way you're judging, you'll be judged extra, but also in the same way you're giving, you'll be given extra. And I can't help but think about our time, our talent, and our treasure. So let's give big, right? Let's invest big. And wherever you're at, uh, just whatever. I'm going to get out of the way. I want to pray in a moment of solitude. And you ask God, we're going to sing, and then we'll pass some buckets, if you will. And we'll, we'll, we're going to begin this campaign today. We're putting our flag in the ground for the next four weeks. The 26th, the 2nd, the 9th, and the 16th, we're going to just heroically get ready. Y'all with me? Come on, y'all with me? Y'all with me? Jesus, I thank you so much for the people here. I pray right now that we'll all ask you. We thank you for a team that has led the way that says we want to be people that are radical with love. That Rucker Park is right in front of our face. Just shoot. Just shoot. God, I ask uh, uh, right now, I feel there's a, a, even a freedom for some people today that you're going to step out the boat 
and you're a little afraid, but today you feel faith rising up so strong that it's okay to commit. It's okay, it's okay to commit again. I know you've been hurt, I know, but it's okay. It's okay to vest your life. It's okay. God's there. Faith is a gift. You're receiving it right now. God, use everything as we give. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.